0: Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's Weekly Sermon Podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Praise God. Matthew chapter 6, one of my favorite sections of scripture, praise God. So we're going to talk about commanding the kingdom of God as in heaven, so in earth this morning. So Matthew chapter 6. Starting in verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So the inference there is if we don't forgive people their trespasses, it short-circuits our prayers, yeah? So this is really part of his teaching on, on prayer. We're going to touch on that from time to time. But I like as some translations say, as in heaven so in earth, as in heaven, so in earth. I like when things get better. It's one of my movie quotes is stuff's getting better. Kevin Costner, The Postman, about 25 years ago or something now, it's a great movie. Stuff's getting better. But you know, I don't just wanna see stuff get better. I wanna see like this city that we live in become like heaven on earth. I have an uh, amazing wife as a cook, she's incredible at soups and salads and stews and things like that. One of the things that she said about my mom is she makes these amazing pies. And she's not even good to touch. I don't think you've actually made a pie since the time we've been married. So shortly after we got married, um, I was thinking about mom's apple pie and especially the apple pie, I mean, she made other pies, but especially the apple pie. That's gonna be one of the treasures when I get to heaven, definitely. Not yet, but later. And so I had it in my head, I wanna make pie just like, just like mom does. And so I got her pie crust, she had some already pre-made, so I'm gonna add a bit of a head start there. And, uh, but I got the recipe, went home. We were living in this little old 130-year-old stone bungalow in Kilworth, which is west of London. And I, I started the procedure. You know, I'm peeling the apples, I'm slicing them, cutting them up, uh, doing all the recipe, the cinnamon and so on, and uh, lemon. It's a very important thing because that brings the twist that made, it was her patent, I think, is lemon in the apple pie. At least that's what I thought. And so I put it all together, put it in the, you know, put the, the crust on top and laid it out, didn't really make a mess. It was really going well. Put the sugar on top so you get that first, that first bite, you know, the t- t- taste buds get real happy. Put it in the oven, did everything according to instruction. And you know what? It turned out good. You're waiting for it to turn out bad. It actually turned out great. <laughs> it was the last time I ever made an apple pie. I need to probably find that recipe and take another shot at it, although I don't have the, the head start. As in heaven, you know? So this was like as on Westmoreland Place where mom and dad lived, so also in Kilworth. And it was, our, our bungalow filled up with this beautiful aroma of heaven. It is amazing. So Jesus, when he was teaching about praying, what we call the Lord's Prayer, Literally, one of the ways that it can be read is kingdom of God come, will of God be done, as in heaven, so in earth. And you can keep going. You will give us this day our daily bread. So I, I like to add thank you in that, you know, as opposed to us being, and, and, and in some sense we're not really bossing God, we're declaring, we're declaring the things that he wants us to declare. It's a passage in uh, Isaiah chapter 45, verse 11, where uh, God, through Isaiah, is prophesying, God is speaking, concerning the works of my hands, command, command you me, in some translations, or you command me. But first he said, ask me of the things to come concerning my son and concerning the work of my hands, you command me. Jesus, when he was teaching his way of praying, this is the way he prayed. This was his pattern of prayer. It wasn't just supposed to be recited. It was a pattern. When he was teaching this, he was was talking about uh, bringing decrees while being in relationship with the Father. Remember, he said, I don't do anything unless I see my Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear my Father say it. And so everything, I've been thinking about this again lately. Every time you you read that Jesus said something, he first heard the father say it. So he had this deep intimacy and agreement with the father. Do you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane when it came to the, the final point where he was preparing to give his life over? Do you remember what he said? Father, if there's any way, basically he's saying if this could be done any other way, because he knew it was coming. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. And sometimes, you know, like, I'm not hitting on all eight cylinders on that, because sometimes I'm praying for what I will, right, instead of connecting with the Father and hearing what he has to say. And so worship is a tremendous part. That's why we spend so much time, I love that in this house. We spend so much time in in worshiping our Savior, our Lord. We really like him, right? You know, if you're new to our church, you're just gonna have to get used to this because it is not gonna change. Hallelujah. We are, yeah, come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we are head over heels in love with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's really good. And I found when you're in times of worship with him, he starts to speak to you, or he keeps speaking to you. You spend time in communion with him. We, we have a practice we did a couple Sundays ago uh, called soaking, where we'll, we'll just put some music on, get real comfortable, and just listen. You know, sometimes when I'm soaking, I fall asleep, and we call that sloking. And a lot of times in that short time, I'll have a dream. You know, five minutes, ten minutes, I doze off, and I have a dream. I'll wake up and write the dream down and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying here? When we tune in with what Father is saying, I'm I'm amazed at the songs that they chose this morning. It's so good. Yeah, come on. We can start to decree things and see change in the world that's around us because we're actually in sync with the Father. And another thing in, the, in this uh, Isaiah 45, 11 is ask me of the things to come concerning my sons. So that is demonstrating the fact that this is the Father talking. This is the Father talking about his sons. He has a really big heart for his sons. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Colossians chapter 1. And um, we're going to start in verse 13. The previous verse, Paul is talking about the Father. And so he's saying the Father has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom. And watch this of the son of his love. This kingdom that we're calling for is a love kingdom. You know, the disciples, when Jesus started talking about the kingdom of God coming, they were getting excited because they were tired of being under the present administration at that time. And so they're starting to think, you know, watching him, listening to him, listening to his teaching, how's this going to happen, you know? Because the prophets have been prophesying about this. This is not going to be like this forever. And so they were hoping for emancipation, but Jesus, you know, the Pharisees, same thing. They were from a little different tack because they were concerned about him because his influence was increasing, and they were wondering, okay, is this what's going on here? Because we feel our power diminishing. And uh, but Jesus said, you guys got to understand, this is a kingdom of the heart. We're talking about the inside. Some things are going to get dealt with in time, but first we need to go after the heart. Now, I'm a, if you've studied life languages, I'm a shaper, and my shaper is probably a little bit too high, <laughs> but I've learned to partner with the best shaper, the ultimate shaper, which is Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit because he shapes us. He changes us from glory to glory, but that process without love is really tough slugging. But when you love people, love has a way of melting hearts. When you get people exposed to the love of God, you know, a sweet repentance is a gift. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. But it's beautiful. Yeah, you're repenting, you know. I'm acknowledging God, I blew it. But I'm feeling the embrace and the love of the Father. It's, it's actually beautiful, you know, and so when, the, when I feel the Lord bringing me into some tweaking in my life, and sometimes it's deep tweaking, sometimes it's, you know, I'm weeping. I'm being overcome with a, with a uh, convicting and, and life-altering, uh, like, seismic shift that he's doing in my life, but it's a beautiful weeping because it's the love of the Father. So here he's talking about that what Jesus has done has delivered us from the power of darkness darkness doesn't have the hold that it used to have on us <laughs> glory to god there's some excitement in the room this morning about this he has lost we have won we're seated together with Jesus in heavenly places the bible says that we're delivered from the authority and power and, and bondage and curse of sin we have baptism coming up if you've never been baptized it's it will be a real good time to get baptized the tank is warm Holy Spirit's in this house. It's a lot of fun. And it, it, it brings glory to God, makes the enemy a little mad. Because he's just, oh, they're getting it. I'm losing a grip. I'm losing control. <laughs> That's all right. But yeah, there's freedom through what, is, what he's done. And he's brought us into, he's not just delivered us, he's brought us into something. He's brought us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So look at Verse 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Look at your neighbor and say, You are created through him and for him. Now, people may have said things about you or to you that contradict your destiny and the purpose for which you've been made. Sometimes moms and dads have not been the best moms and dads all the time. Sometimes, uh, you know, other authorities in, in our lives can speak things or best friends can speak things that, you know, are very hurtful and come out of a lack of knowledge. But I want you to hear this this morning. No matter what people have said about you, God has made you, he's designed you, and he's made you to bring glory to him and joy to his heart. And you do. When you wake up in the morning, even when you're not doing so good, even when you're, you're you know, you could be doing a little better, he just loves you. He loves you. And of you that have grandkids, know the joy that comes into your heart when they run into the room and they jump up and give you hugs, you know, or your, or your own kids. Particularly when they're little, they, you've, you've been away, you come home and they run and they jump up and there's a joy in your heart. That's the way our father feels about you. Yeah, I mean, we're head over heels in love with him. Isn't it amazing? He feels the same way about us. In fact, he loved us first, praise God. So good. Look at verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him, in Jesus, all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. So Steve has actually already touched on this this morning about relationships, and I felt, you know, as as you take your elements, if you're at home, you can do the same thing. His broken body was broken so relationships can be healed. Firstly, our relationship with him, but there's power in the broken body of Jesus. So let's just give him thanks. Father, we thank you for this gift of your son and we thank you that Jesus, you did say yes. And we thank you, Lord, that by your bruise, healing is granted to us. Oh, Thank you, Lord. The chastisement that was necessary for our peace was upon you. So Jesus, as we take this bread, we remember what you've done And we remember, yeah, that healing is our inheritance in our bodies, in our souls, in our relationships, in our finances. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Let's partake together. Jesus, we thank you that we do have peace through the blood of your cross. Reconcile with you. We declare as we partake of the cup together that every curse is broken. We will stand in the fullness of our destiny and we will stand together in Jesus' name. Let's partake together. Oh, thank you, Father. Yeah, just soak that in. Yeah, this becomes part of us. This is a really good father. I just want to read a couple sentences from a book written by Andy Glover. In his book, Double Portion Our Inheritance, he was talking about Elijah and Elisha and the, and the double portion was teaching that the prophetic anointing always, teach, always works to restore. And that Jesus modeled this when he taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what Andy says. Our ability to bring restoration to the earth, so our ability to bring restoration to the earth, which is one of the things that we're decreeing, and revelation of the gospel to the hearts of men can only come from the Father. By the way, you notice we're talking about a prayer when we're talking about the Lord's Prayer? Seeing the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven, it requires a spirit of prayer. It requires us engaging in prayer, amen? So it can only come through the Father. That's why prayer is so important. Through He goes on to say, through our relationship with the Father, We have the ability to know God's kingdom purposes and live as agents and ambassadors of the kingdom here on earth. So it's through, again, it's through relationship, through prayer, through communion, through worship, being tight with him, having that deep relationship with him. him. We can be in sync And we can know the plan of God, pieces of the plan of God. And we can also become part of the instrument of change in the world that's around us. And you know the best way for that to happen is is in small groups. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. You know, I love worshiping together in a large group. Different things happen like, you when know, we're in a large group like this, but when we're in a small groups where we know each other's names, the names of our kids, remember what happened last week because of what we prayed with each other for. And we're being changed from glory to glory. That happens best in family, in small groups, small numbers of people. Hallelujah. I got to keep going. Jeremiah 31. It's going to be our last passage here, Jeremiah 31, starting in verse 3. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. You know, you, those, those kind of words you can flip around. Because I've loved you with an everlasting love, that's why I've drawn you. Or I've drawn you because I love you so much. He loves us. He draws us into relationship with him. He goes on in verse 4. Again, I will build you and you shall be rebuilt. And we need to see some rebuilding happening We need to see some rebuilding happening in our city. We're living in a city that needs Jesus, amen? You know, thank God for some of the good things that are happening in this city. But man, in our own ability, is not going to solve all the problems that we face in the community that we live. Same thing for our nation. The nations of the earth that we're blessing, like Ukraine and, and Russia, you know, that we're praying for right now. We need the hand of God You know, I was studying about revivals in my early days, in my 20s. I was passionate about it. But we need to see the kingdom of God, not just in history, but in the present. Turn and look at the person that's next to you. Look right in their eyes. There's a life that you're looking at. There's a story here. You might be sitting beside somebody you know. You know a bit of their story, or you might not know. Or people that we see day in and day out. As we walk through this city, walk through life together, people need God, they need the Lord. And there's a drawing power of the Holy Spirit. And when we start to decree things, we can bring change in the atmosphere. And we're not bringing change just for our own sake. We're in sync with the Father heart of God, declaring, Father, as it is in heaven, where peace is, where beauty is, where there's creative solutions, You know, instead of manipulation and control that we might see in workplaces, we can pray the opposite or decree the opposite. God, we pray for for our manager that you will draw words of wisdom. We pray for peace in that relationship. You know, sometimes it's it's like two bulls in a china shop. It's a bit of a mess. But Lord, bring a word of wisdom, a word of revelation. How can we have these two awesome people function together in unity? And when we start to speak these things, See, Abraham was someone that had revelation from God and he learned to call things that appear not as though they are. If all we do in our conversations is talk about what's wrong, you know, what's wrong in Toronto, what's wrong in Ottawa, what's wrong in wherever, we're not bringing solutions. And we do need to have some discussions. Thank God for that we have some freedoms. But what's so powerful is the power of his word on our lips. It can shift continents, praise God. And you have that authority. You know, maybe you've lost some things. We're going to, we're going to, why don't we stand together? Because that helps to wind down. (laughs) Truth is needed. I just want to read one statistic here. This was a study that was done in the university of of Calgary, Dr. Racine and Dr. Madigan found that depression and anxiety symptoms during COVID-19, and this was done globally, Globally, it wasn't just in Canada, doubled in youth compared to before the pandemic, with 25% of youth experiencing symptoms of depression. 25%, that's one in four and 20% experiencing symptoms of anxiety. We sang about that this morning, remember? Jesus is the answer. Another study in the U.S., um, Dr. Cardona and Dr. Murthy, from 2009 to 2019, this is what they found. The share of high school students who reported persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness increased in those 10 years, increased by 40% so that it's more than one in three students. Truth is needed. David said this, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the health of my countenance. I'm telling you, this morning, Jesus is still the answer and there is hope and there could be a process could take some time but i'm here to say this morning there is hope he's the god that raises the dead bring things to life he can change the places that we work the city the nation that we live in thank you lord god yeah father we thank you right now that we can pray that it'll be done as in heaven so in earth show us right now Open our eyes to see what you see. We want to live like you, Jesus, glory. We want to be effective in commanding heaven on earth, embracing your heart, Father. We want to practice this. We want to be proficient at this. We want to be close to you. We want to open this mouth and release miracles and prophesy. We want to declare some things that we hear you saying and and declare and do some things that we see you doing. Yeah, and Holy Spirit, you are a senior partner. We'll do this with your help. Thank you, Lord. I'd like us just to take a minute and think of one circumstance that you're facing right now. Those of you in the room, just maybe close your eyes for a second. Those of you that are watching online. Okay, you got it. Now, let's just lift our hands and worship. Just for 60 seconds, just begin to worship the name I'm gonna worship, but you lift up your voice in praise. Yeah, Father, I thank you. You're the God who is and was and is to come. Thank you, God, you are not tired. You're not uncaring, you're not untouched with the feeling of our weaknesses. But you're not only touched, you're powerful. You're willing, you're willing to minister. You're willing to heal. Thank you, Lord God, you're willing to do miracles. You're willing to drop words of wisdom. You're willing to give us favor. This is who you are. Thank you, Lord. You're the God of peace. (laughs) Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. You are the answer. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, now let's ask Holy Spirit to reveal a deeper need in that circumstance that just came to mind. Ask Holy Spirit, what's the deeper need right now in me, in this situation? Just ask them and take a second to listen. It's amazing how often the answer is one of the fruit of the Spirit, yeah? Let's just peer off for just one minute, the person that's next to you, and just share one word. Don't share the whole story. Just share the one word, the deeper word that God just gave you. Just go ahead and share that with each other. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I want you to put your hand on each other's shoulder and pray for them. Bless them more, Lord. It's a good prayer. More, <laughs> Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, fill them up. Fill them up. Woo! Thank you, Lord. We're going to ask the ministry team to come forward across the front here. Yeah, more. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you that there's seconds. More, Lord. Increase. Yeah, some of the ministry team is kind of lost in receiving. Can we have the ministry team come up? (laughs) Maybe some connect leaders if you'd like to. Thank you, Lord. So, you can continue to pray for each other. We're also going to open the front. We want to welcome you to come up to the front. Have an encounter with the living God, the one who loves you and has drawn you because he loves you this morning. There is more. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being with us online. We believe for an amazing week. Remember, you have power through the words of your mouth. Let's use it, let's open our mouth, speak up and bring change by the grace of God. Amen, God bless you. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media, all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.